Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors 130-110 win against the Utah Jazz Riker. Tonight against a really good Utah Jazz team. They they came well they're now 12 and 8 on the season. The Toronto Raptors came out especially in the first half and slapped the Utah Jazz. Yeah, especially in the first half. And we'll we'll get into it. The irony of tonight's game is that the Toronto Raptors set a franchise record for most or their biggest point differential at the half. Then into the third quarter, they tied a franchise record for most points allowed in a quarter. <laughs> so it was a stressful game for some, even though they basically, after the first few minutes of the first quarter, had a sizable lead the entire mm-hmm. game. Credit to the Jazz team. They really fought hard until the fourth quarter to get back into it. So it was exciting from start to finish, and we've had some really good performances, and plus the introduction of Serge Ibaka back into the lineup. So lots to break down here, Ben. Yeah, certainly. It was a real exciting game. They, they start off, the, the first quarter was 37-20, to 20, and the second quarter, 40-17, to 17, Riker. Just a, a complete massacre, and a lot of that was due to, to Pascal Siakam and his phenomenal game tonight. 35 points in just 35 minutes, 14-22 shooting, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals. You know, coming off the game he did in the last one, it was it's kind of remarkable to see how he just bounced back tonight. Well, tonight was an effortless game for Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. It really felt like... He was just, it, it just looked easy for him tonight. His threes were going down. He was bullying all the Jazz defenders. This is a pretty good team. They're not undersized. They have Rudy Gobert. I believe he was a defensive player a year, defensive player of the year, a mm-hmm. year or two back. You know, tall guys, Jeff Green. Like, they have some big bodies, but he was just finding his way in the paint, outside the arc. He really played an all-around game. And it's just like you said, Ben. Did you expect that he was going to have two back-to-back bad games? Because I, I certainly didn't. Yeah, certainly. Pascal Siakam has come out this season and just been night in, night out, getting us getting us points. And when he has a game where you know the shooting percentage isn't really there, where that team kind of gets the best of him, he always bounces back and is showing that why he's the Toronto Raptors' number one option, why he's looking to be the best player on the best team in the Eastern Conference. That's his goal this season, and... You know, he's, he's proven it. We've talked to death about Pascal Siakam, and the other guy we've talked a lot about is Fred VanVleet. 21 points, 11 assists, 5 rebounds. You know, Fred with another game with Kyle Lowry out, showing that he he's proven himself to be a starting point guard in this league. 5 of 7 from the 3-point line, 6 of 10. Another, another guy kind of looked effortless for tonight. Yeah, it, absolutely. I don't know what it was about tonight's game, but like I said, even in that third quarter, mm-hmm. when Utah, they put up a lot of points they basically didn't miss a three the defense was still good to an extent but the mm-hmm. offense was locked in all game long Fred Van Vliet was out there making the right plays taking the right shots same with Pascal Norman Powell we'll talk about Marcus Gasol's hot start in a minute but if you look at the box score Ben every single starter shot mm-hmm. almost every single starter shot over 50 per- oh no they all shot over 50 yep. percent three of them in the 60 percent Every player that played tonight, except for the few that played in the, the last five to three minutes of scrub time, all got at least double-digit points. It was an everybody-eats night tonight, and you're absolutely right. Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, Norman Powell, I'm, I'm excited to see if they continue up this stretch of really good basketball. Yeah, certainly, and you brought it up. Eight players tonight in double-digit scoring for the Raptors. Everyone that played in the, the minutes that weren't the last five, they all got they all got in double digits, and we can talk about so many players tonight. But Marcus All, he's a guy that really sparked the Toronto Raptors to get them off to that hot start. You know, he had eleven points, six assists, five rebounds. What did you see from him just starting off this game? Because Marcus All, I find he always does great things defensively for the Raptors, his positioning and all that sort of stuff. We don't need to talk about that. 
But, you know, in offense, he always kind of facilitates for people. He's never a negative on the court. He's usually a positive. But when the buckets are going down, it just brings this team to a whole nother level. Yeah, absolutely. He, he was looking for a shot. Sometimes he does. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yep. he doesn't. All 11 of his points were in the first quarter tonight, and he's what really got the momentum going. Yep. I believe he might have even tied a season high in points tonight just in the first <laughs> quarter alone. Capped at 11. He maybe could have kept going, but what mm-hmm. happened was, what the the real differentiator of this game was, Marcus All, he got the team, he, he, he got yep. them alive. He got mm-hmm. them playing. And then after the points started flowing in, the pace got a lot quicker. The mm-hmm. fast break for the Utah Jazz was fast break defense, transition defense, was basically non-existent for Utah. They were Toronto tonight was grabbing defensive rebounds and then having a 3-2 to two man advantage on the fast break. And at that point, when you're playing at that at such a pace, right, Marc Gasol, he did his job. He did his work in the first quarter. And then you bring out the, the quicker guys. You bring out the young guns and the Terrence Davises and the Hollis Jeffersons, the guys that are going to be at, you know, 100 speed or sixth gear, whatever you want to say. So mm-hmm. I, I like what Marc Gasol did tonight because when it's gritty, hard-nosed basketball and you're playing slow down the, in, the, in the half court, Marc Gasol, he was looking for a shot. Then mm-hmm. once they got the lead and decided to run the transition game, then, you know, he didn't need to play it. He didn't need to have this much impact on the offensive end. So it was a perfect game to me, in my opinion. Yeah, certainly. And this, you brought up the wings, too, of the Toronto Raptors. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, OG, Norman Powell getting out on the sidelines. This is the perfect, we can beat any team if we start playing like this. Because everyone did their job, did what they need to do consistently. Norman Powell, we said, if he can get that 13 to 15 to 16 points per game, you know, on a consistent basis, which he's shown to do over the past 10 games or so. The, it's such an asset for the Toronto Raptors, and he did that tonight, smack dab on the money, 15 points, you know, 6 to 12 from the field. OG Anobi, always playing phenomenal defense, also brought 10 points, 5 rebounds on top of the 4 steals and block. He, you know, the, the defensive impact he provides, and Rondé Hulse-Jefferson, the man is just a monster coming off the bench, providing energy and all that. The wings for the Toronto Raptors, they've been playing really consistently lately, and to top that off with the Marcus All performance, it's it's the key reason, you know, maybe aside from the consistency of Marcus All, but the key reason we've been winning is because these wing guys over these stretch of games have just been amazing for the Toronto Raptors and being and playing their role. They rarely, you know, occasionally Norman will drop thirty three or something. That's what we needed against the Magic, but. The wing guys just being uh, something Nick Nurse can rely upon. Rely upon to get you 10 points, play phenomenal defense, and help out the the main scoring threats. To have those types of players come out on the court night in, night out, it's just, as a coach, as a fan, it's so relieving to have on this team. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And tonight, it's not... It's not an amazing indicator, because it was such a strange game and how it Mm -hmm. played out that, yes, the Raptors had really phenomenal performance in the first half, and... You can attribute a lot of a lot of the play to their defense, right? But yep. I don't know how often you can you can count on Boyan Bogdanovich, Donovan Mitchell, like shooting very desperately from the field. They, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was whether, like I said, you can attribute that to the defense or just poor performance, and then also the Raptors—they're not night in and night out going to shoot at such a high level from three, right? Yep. It played to their advantage. But then, what I like the most about this is even when they were starting to get smacked. It's a game of runs. Everybody knows. Mm-hmm. But even when the defense was not working for them at all in the third quarter, they just stayed competitive on the offensive mm-hmm. end. And then, again, like I said, none of the starters really played in the fourth quarter for the Utah Jazz. So they sort of gave up because they're preparing for a back-to-back against Philadelphia tomorrow night. But you're, you're absolutely right, Ben. It's Because we're not just looking anymore at Pascal and Fred to lead the way, right? Mm-hmm. 
we've had 11 games now without Kyle Lowry. Serge Ibaka just came back in. And over that stretch, we've seen the Hall Jeffersons and Terrence Davises put together a stretch of basketball, like very uncharacteristic for bench guys. They don't, usually it's, they have a couple good games and then they recede and it's up and yep. down and it's roller coaster. But they've, exactly, but they've been consistent. And that's so mm-hmm. surprising, especially in modern day basketball where, you know, hot hand is a really big thing. So I'm, I've been in awe every time that I watch the Raptors squad. Yeah, certainly. And before we get into Sergi Baca's return, Terrence Davis is another guy that 13 points, three assists, four rebounds. Night in, night out, Terrence Davis, despite being an undrafted rookie, people are expecting him to hit a rookie wall, kind of like R.J. Barrett has. You know, John Morant has kind of hit one due to injuries and rest. He's out for two weeks now this season, the, the top top performing rookies. Terrence Davis is not only, you know, not hitting this rookie wall. He's getting better at night in, night out for the Toronto Raptors. Nick Nurse said that teams are starting, he can see teams are going to start game planning for Terrence Davis, and it hasn't been affecting him at all. Yeah, and he's getting efficiently better. Like, he's not just mm-hmm. taking shots because he wants to. I, it's, like I said, it's very rare that one, bench players, but then two, inexperienced players, Rookie. new guys to the NBA. Rookie Rookies. Yeah, like to have that level of IQ and consistency is something really special. But Ben, we can talk about Serge Ibaka, but he's going to be a, a centerpiece of the segment. So if you want, we can just get into the segments, and then after the OGs, we'll we'll branch off into a quick conversation about Serge. Certainly. We'll swing it straight into the segments tonight. The spicy P lay of the day, Riker. I know you have one in mind, so take it away. Fred Van Vliet, no look. Throws up the lob for OG, and OG has been a centerpiece of a lot of our segments now this season. Mm -hmm. He's got some good highlight plays. He almost had a reverse jam over Jeff Green on a fast break, but he ended up, he he missed that one. He got fouled. This one was no mistaking it. He threw down the nasty alley-oop and hung on the rim a little bit for emphasis. Really something special out there, that connection. And OG is just such an athletic, interesting player. Yeah, certainly. OG can get up there in the paint, but not all plays can be the spicy Pele of the day, and some just make you say, oh, geez. And tonight, the OG's play of the day, Fred Van Vliet, although he threw a nice no-look to get into the spicy Pele, he, he's unfortunately the butt of the OG's play tonight. I believe it was Sergi Bach, I want to say, was in the paint. And Fred Van Vliet's, you know, chilling the corner, ready ready to go, but unfortunately he wasn't actually in the game. He was just standing up. Sergi Baca throws in the ball out of bounds, despite the fact he was on the bench. Everyone had a good laugh about it because it was the fourth quarter. The game was basically over. But you know, Fred Van, it was a really, it was a really funny moment. Sometimes they can be like teammates can be mad at each other for that. But you know, Fred Van Vliet getting the OGs play of the day tonight. Yeah, Fred, and that's exactly it, Ben. And that was the one mishap of Sergi Baca's game. But otherwise, his return was pretty successful. A bit of a slow start in the first two quarters that he played but he turned his game around and was really efficient then afterwards he made a couple of good just the classic surge shots you know those mm-hmm. baby hooks in the in the key and then a few a few jump a few jumpers from outside the arc so it was a nice game for Serge Ibaka to return to yeah it's such a it's such a key having Serge Ibaka back in the lineup and you know we'll we'll, we'll get we'll we'll discuss it further tonight the the infamous the one and only Damari Carroll gold star award Riker you take it away yep tonight I've called him my favorite player on this Toronto Raptors team. I think he is he provides something that the NBA is missing, and that's intensity towards other players in the game. You could see him smack-talking Joe Ingles tonight. You could see him doing all the classic stuff. He hit an and-one fadeaway jumper and was dancing on the, on the baseline. <laughs> but Rondé Hollis-Jefferson's getting the gold star because something ticked him off. 
something. I don't know what he they had. A, the Raptors had a bit of a lethargic start to the fourth quarter, and when Ronnie Hall got sent back to the bench, he walked off. He went right into the what do you call it? The hallway, like the tunnel. The, the tunnel. He went halfway into the tunnel. Jamal McGlure tracked him down. Assistant coach of the Toronto Raptor, one of the coaches of the Toronto Raptors, and reportedly they had a a long conversation, and then. Ronnie Hollis Jefferson agreed to go back to the bench. So don't really know exactly what happened there, but you got to keep your cool. It's one thing to be an intense player, but you can't give up on your team, especially when you have a lead in the fourth quarter. Yeah, certainly. That's, you know, Ronnie Hollis Jefferson. He plays with emotion, he plays with that fire, which we love, but on the bench, you got to. The Toronto Raptors have been pretty good at having players not you know be head cases or whatever anything like that we're not definitely not saying ronde is that but definitely got to keep her cool shout out to to big cat out there keeping the team under control Riker, before before we ended off a couple things i kind of want to bring up you know sergi baka's return tonight he had a solid performance but we just made a video on the raptors lineups chris boucher got no minutes the raptors uh, no minutes before the last five minutes of uh, garbage time the Raptors ran that eight-man rotation like you like to preach and all that sort of stuff. Chris Boucher, as we initially predicted, didn't get any run. What are your thoughts on him just not getting any minutes tonight against the Utah Jazz? Well, I thought there was a stretch where, honestly, I thought he would have been more impactful to have out there than Serge Ibaka, just because the offense wasn't really flowing. There was It was a bit too slow right? Mm -hmm. They were swinging the ball around a little bit, but I just thought a little bit more energy out there, especially on the offensive rebounding, and which we all know is Chris Boucher's specialty. It would have actually made a bet, maybe perhaps a better impact in the game. So it's something that we're going to see play out. I don't think that night in, night out, Chris Boucher is going to get just the garbage minutes. He, I mean, for goodness sake, his play of late has deserved him at least a few minutes in the regular time, but we'll, we'll have to see how it plays out now moving forward. Yeah, certainly. We want to hear from you guys in the comment section. What are your thoughts on Chris Boucher not getting any run tonight? You know, I guess the Jazz, they, they are kind of big with uh, Rudy Gobert up there up front, but, you know, you, you got to run Chris Boucher after everything he's done. And one final thing, Riker. Mm-hmm. Do you remember a man by the name of Eddie D? Ed Davis, yeah. he Ed made Davis. His, I don't know how often he comes back to the AC, or well, not the ACC anymore, the Scotiabank Arena, but he used to be a fan favorite, Ben. Yeah, what he had two rebounds, seven, uh, seven rebounds, two points tonight. I was looking at his stats. His stats are are like that. He averages a lot more rebounds and points. But remember when we traded him for Rudy Gay, and people were infuriated. He was a fan favorite. It's kind of crazy to look at Ed Davis's career. He's a guy that was kind of a could have had the potential to be a Raptors legend in terms of fandom and all that. And I know he was kind of polarizing to a lot of fans. Some people loved him. Some people hated him. But like any Raptors player during that era, but. It's kind of wild to see what his career has turned out to be and how he hasn't really found a spot to, to tie down to. And He was in Portland for a while, but to see him play 13 minutes of the Jazz tonight, it's kind of kind of wild to see. Yeah, and you just never know when you get a player how, how they're going to turn out, what their career is going to look like. I mean, how many people are biting on Rondé Hollis Jefferson in the free agency? Mm-hmm. I don't know, and now he's, gonna, he's a spectacular player, right? Even in that Rudy Gay trade, he was not at all what we necessarily wanted with the team. And for a guy that had a decent career afterwards, he he never, I don't think, lived up to his complete potential in the NBA. So it's just, you never know, right? Sometimes you, you, you hit on a trade, sometimes you miss big time. But I don't think anybody's missing Ed Davis too much right now, unfortunately. Yeah, certainly. Shout out to Eddie D. He was supposed to be our next Chris Bosch. 
lefty, all that sort of stuff. Still fun to see him on the court. Kind of forgot about he was in the NBA a little bit, but to see him on the court, it's cool. But anyways, you guys are the best for making this fire. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. The Toronto Raptors are main on a roll, 9-0 at home this season. I believe we're on a seven-game win streak, so hopefully it keeps up. We have a fun stretch of games coming. Riker, you have any last words? Playing the Heat and then the Rockets, Ben. We can't let James Harden drop another 60 points on the Toronto Raptors when that happens. That's big facts. Or Jimmy Butler, 50 points and a half, anything like Raptors that. Raptors killer is infamous. <laughs> <laughs> All sure. right, that's it for this one. Cheers.